We Approach podcast. I'm Shelly. I'm Paris. I'm Maya. I'm Avery. And we are back with you with another episode. Hey, guys, has anybody looked up an opening statement? Yeah. Oh, good. Oh, look at this. This is why we, we, we did not discuss. We did not discuss. We missed Paris oh, last week, but she's back this week. Yes, we've missed you. Okay, and this mothering. quote is by Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Okay. And it states, in the end, we will remember not the words of our enemies, but the silence of our friends. That is real. That is that is That is real. Yeah. Your quote. Because, yeah, you expect, your, you, you expect it from your enemies. Right. Yeah. But you also expect your friends to not do this and to say something and speak on your behalf. Well, yeah, it's the way that they made you feel when they did not stick up for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So our first courtroom topic for today, we're going to talk about the trap the vote, revolt, hip-hop, and politics, um, I guess, panel discussion. So in Atlanta this weekend, this past weekend, um, they had a three-day revolt summit. But the portion of the summit that's been getting all the attention was the Trap the Vote Hip Hop and Politics portion. Um, this part of the summit was focused on the importance of being vocal and educating yourself ahead of the 2020 election. Um, the panelists that they invited were Tamika Mallory, who was the co-president of the 2019 Women's March, uh, rappers and activists, T.I. and Killer Mike, activist and former spokesperson for 45, um, Katrina Pearson. Technically, she was the spokesperson on his campaign, but still. Katrina Pearson, uh, that crazy girl Candace Owens, <laughs> and Stephen Parget of the Dream Defenders. Um, and the uh, discussion was moderated by Jeff Johnson, who was a journalist. Um, I liked him as a... Uh, yeah, he was, he was a good he moderator. Was good. I liked him very as a moderator. Good. And honestly, I liked the panel discussion. Mm-hmm. I know we all watched it. It was interesting, because when Britton first mentioned it to me, I was like, eh. I don't really need to hear Candace Owen talk. Like, ever. <laughs> She's basically the black Tommy Lauren. I don't need to hear you talk yeah. ever. Yeah. And I've heard her name before. I just, um, I didn't, I never saw her in her, in her the fullness of her glory. Yeah. The fullness of herself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've heard of her. After President her. Trump woke her up. Yeah. I, 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 oh, I heard she did her. say, oh. yeah. She did say that. She said Trump woke her. <laughs> you know what? I think that was the, at that moment, that's when she lost Yeah, But I think whenever she first started talking, I was like, oh, okay, this girl, you know, she sounds a little bit to the right, but I she can kind of, right. you know, yeah. get she this, was you know, the fact. Despite what she said, you can't get mad about facts. Facts right. are just what they are. Right. Right. The beginning. What you do with the facts is, and how you, <laughs> how you, how you, skew, you skew that shit. Right, how you skew the facts, and, how you color them to what even, you need to be. And not even just how you skew the facts, it's like how you internalize that. Yeah. Oh, right. because these things are happening in the black community, I think Trump is going to wake me up, and I think Trump is what I need. Right. No, sis. And, and no, sis. That ain't it. That ain't it. You, 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 you was right, those facts but too. you, you, you processed yeah, that wrong. Right. <laughs> it was like, as, as, the, as the, the panel was going, she was just gradually losing it. Because when she first started speaking, I was like... Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. The black family is important. Okay. Okay. Yeah, the black now, family I was okay. amen into that. Education okay. is right. important. Mm-hmm. Um... What else she talk about? No, well, uh, making sure that we are able to vote and everybody in the census, everybody's mm-hmm. counted. All that is important. Mm-hmm. Right. That all makes sense. That's just, and that's not political. Mm-mm. That's just 
things that make sense as an American black person. Mm-hmm. These, these things make sense. And but they, it's her coloring of the things mm-hmm. that, I mean, every all, country, uh, slavery was all over the world. Well, yes, but nowhere was the brutality and just the way it was done in America. The that was matched nowhere. All of that. that was matched nowhere. And, and we not were not the first. in any of those places. Wasn't. And we weren't the first <laughs> people to, um, to banish slavery. We were not. No. Please stop saying that. No. That is not true. Mm-mm. We were that not first. Not and, I mean... I mean, you have if plenty. You, you could argue that it still ain't banished today, to be perfectly honest. Mm. To be honest. But 13th even, Amendment, that's real. Yeah. That, that's yeah. a real that's thing. <laughs> that's, that's there. It's There's really your loophole there. right there. <laughs> right there. But yeah, and um, a lot of what she said about welfare and um, single black women reaching out to the government to provide assistance as opposed to building black families mm-hmm. and that being a goal um, as far as nation building within the black community. Mm-hmm. That's a viable answer as opposed yeah, to right. saying, oh, you know, government, can y'all give me my welfare check, my section eight, my this, my that. Oh man, I don't need you because you can't live anyway. Right. If yeah. I, otherwise I don't get my free shit. And that is facts. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's that's a highly conservative idea when you're looking at the political spectrum, but it's 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 viable and it's right. you know it's something mm-hmm. that we can do within the own within our community on our own. Mm-hmm. But all the other stuff about <laughs> illegal immigrants and Girl, she, build the wall foolishness. Well, she didn't say build the wall. Make America but, great again. Yeah, all she, of she that. She make Black America great again. <laughs> she said something like she she might not be for the wall, but it was like. But she, as much as she talked about the illegal the immigration illegal and all coming to like, our jobs, it was clear and where like, you were yeah. Yeah. coming yeah. for our jobs, coming for our votes, coming yeah. for our life with her yeah. Yeah. Like I just, yeah, yeah. girl. Mm-hmm. So one of the things they talked about that stuck out for me because I disagreed with them when they were doing this. They were talking about the telling people that they should vote because somebody died for them to vote. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. I had problems with that. Because I agreed with, um, I think it was Mallory. She said that you should be encouraging them to vote for their mm-hmm. interests and based exactly. on their, mm-hmm. their issues. And I agree with that. But I do also believe that because someone died for me to do this, it is incumbent upon me to vote. Yeah. Yeah. Like Kilomite, you agree kill with Kilomite? Kill yeah, Kilomite. Yeah, yeah. It's it kill a blood oath, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, blood yeah. Oath. And, it, and it is. Like, it, it is, is truly it a is. blood oath. People fought, cried, died. And everything in between for me to be able to exercise this right that was supposed to be afforded to me from the beginning, if we're being honest. But in order to for this to happen, people did die. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. You should still tell them that. I'm not. uh, uh, Mallory said that we need to be delivered from old old language because it's ineffective. It's ineffective to people that don't care. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But that's the thing. A lot of people don't care, and a lot of people. Um, people, the non-voting community, um, from what I hear and engage with people, what they believe is that maybe our ancestors were misguided on that note because a lot of the things that were set in place in this country that we vote on and that we engage in in the political process wasn't our shit anyway. Like, what are we voting for? You know what I'm saying? Like Killamack was saying about, oh, you're voting for which master right, to right, serve. Right, right. You know, and a lot of people the non in the non-voted community, they're just, they look at it that way literally. The, is this master or is this master? Well, the problem mm-hmm. with that, with that notion is just that whether or not you vote for a master, yeah. they're still going to be, be a master. Yeah, right. exactly. So and your that's best what I out, your best <laughs> out is to at least pick the 
better of the masters. Exactly. Until we can get to this place in this great utopian society where there's no more masters, which we are not there and we're not even damn close. Mm-hmm. Until we can get there, you better And be, I have to live here. Right. You're right. still here. Yeah, that's you're not leaving and not going to make a master. So you better pick one. And I mean, it's real clear to say. Burn them both down. And I'm with that. You can burn them both down. But as they're both still standing, I need one to stand taller. Right. Yeah, that's true. And the one I align with preferably. At that point, like, mm-hmm. you know, for people who feel like, well, I don't need to vote, mm-hmm. do do your research on them and find something that you can relate to and agree with and then just vote for that person. You not voting at all doesn't help the situation ever. Mm-hmm. Right. Ever. And then for you not voting, then I, I'm one of those people that feel like you don't have a right to complain about anything. And, you don't get and, to say th- and this is another thing, like... A lot of people feel like they should be able to be sovereign in their own capacity and live on their own and free will and all this kind of thing. That's fine. You have a plot of acreage and Mm -hmm. you live by yourself. You're producing all of these crops and you don't have to go to anybody for water, for food, for um, to get from point A to point B. That's great. You don't have to use roads. You don't have to do right. You don't, yeah. have to, you don't have to go anywhere to go to school. You're teaching your children at home. Mm-hmm. Basically, you're uh, what do they call those people? You don't utilize no doctors, yeah. no hospitals. You yeah. yeah, yeah, right. If you're not being affected by a society in any way, shape, or it's form, impossible. then don't vote. Yeah. By all means, do not. But if you're in it and your children are in it, and you have to go to the schools, you have to use resources from mm-hmm. the government. Then you need to vote. For things that are, are going right. to affect you, absolutely. Otherwise, I mean, this stuff even if, even affects the things that you buy out the grocery store. Exactly, yes. FDA. Right. Yeah, if so. the shit FDA approves, <laughs> and, and if the FDA say motherfuckers can eat goddamn <laughs> shit, right? They gonna put it in your. They gonna put it in your gonna, goddamn. They gonna food. make you buy it. Oh. So I mean, I, it's have to, it's yeah. to the the bare minimum things things that you're not even processing. Oh, I ain't voting. Okay. Okay. And how's that? How's that working for you? (laughs) Like, is it it better when you're not voting? I I don't understand the correlation people think there is between being frustrated Mm -hmm. and not voting. Because not voting doesn't help your frustration in any way. Mm -mm. It doesn't do anything for you. You just get to say you didn't vote, and the rest of the and now you sound stupid. Right. The rest of the (laughs) looking at you like, so you all right? Like, you good? What you mad at? You you can't be in this conversation. And explain mm-hmm. to me how not voting is gonna help fix what you're mad at. Yep. Yeah. It just it doesn't. They don't correlate. It doesn't make mm-hmm. any sense to me. The only thing I didn't agree with, with that killer might not the only thing. There's a couple things he said I didn't agree with. But he said that we need to get a black agenda together. I'm with that. But then he said if the black agenda is not met, like point by point, we need to stay home. No 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 no. Because we still have to live in this world. Exactly. Yes. yes, yes. I mean, it's for the same reason we just talked about. Because he did say that too. And I was just like, oh, see, I was with you till I wasn't. (laughs) uh -uh. There's no such thing as staying home. There's no such thing as just throwing in your towel, throwing your hands up. Nothing can be done. No, 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 no. Pick the best master. But was he talking about um, after we reach the point of black utopia, though? Like, if we have this black utopian society... Oh, once we get there, that's fine. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I think he may have been talking... I think that's what he was talking about. Once we once we have our own communities established and we are a, a part of this country and, you know, the constituents okay, of the nation 
want to reach out to our community and say, hey, vote for us like this, we can have the right and the willpower to say, oh, no, we not because we got our shit. Y'all figure that shit out. You know, I'm ready for it. (laughs) The quote is, what he said was, the most important thing is self-organizing. By the time we get to a candidate, we should have a list that says, white man, white woman, these are our demands. You can meet them and get our vote or not, and we gonna stay home and and crochet and make collard greens. But what you cannot do is continue to argue over who is the best master. Mm -hmm. Okay, if he's talking post-black utopia, (laughs) I'm with you. you. Post-black utopia, Reading the right <laughs> today, you better no, make a decision, and the decision right. is not yeah. to sit your tail at home. Right, mm-hmm. absolutely, absolutely. That should not be yeah. an option. Um, the part of the summit that has gotten the most attention is this exchange between Ti and, and Candace Owens. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Tell me when. Um, I'll just let y'all just hear. Okay. With some bullshit. It's it's two minutes. I'll just let y'all hear it different than the fear that Trump has created in poor whites. That, that the fear that Trump has lifted in poor whites, yeah. that black people and poor yeah. urban people are their problem. Right. When and did so Trump immigrants. ever say that? That's, see, that's, a, that's a fallacy. When did Trump ever say black people are Make the problem? Make America great again. That's when he said it. Guys, that but was... But I'm not Ron, on the panel, so That was I Ronald make Reagan's sure. slogan. Was that racist when Ronald Reagan had it as a slogan? Yes, what time? It was. Yes, let me ask you. Oh, so that's, that Please answer this. Racist. Please answer this. I have a question. So I have a question. So wait, please, wait, wait, wait. Please just allow me this one out verse. Please. I have a question. When you say make America great again, which period are we talking about? The period when women couldn't vote? The period when we were hanging from trees. I'll answer. Or, or, or like the crack era. Which period in America are you trying to make I, America I would, like? So I, I actually think that I would I would totally rock a hat right now that said make black America great again. Because black no, America. Make America. We're talking about make America. Hat, that wasn't the question. I, I am answering Which your question. period was America great that we're trying to replicate? Well, I, Which era was it? Tell me. I think. I'll answer your question. Tell I'm, me. I'm ready to answer your question. Which era was it? What? Which era was so great? You Here's the thing that you guys are forgetting. America was actually one of the first... Slavery was all over the world. The all question. over the world. America was... I'm not, I'm not saying it's okay, so why are you saying, oh? Amen. Well, America was one of the first like countries. I want to like you so bad. I'm trying to answer your question. I want to like you so bad. I can't answer the question. I want to hear you. I want to be able to hear them. If, 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 I want to be able to hear them. If I can't answer the question and you're just going to boo when I say slavery was all over the world, which is a fact, why are you booing a fact? Because you're making light of no, I'm not. You're making light I haven't of the enslavement into my I'm not making... of people that look like us. You can't All make right. light of that. That ain't nothing you breathe over. I haven't even over. finished the sentence. How am I making you light of anything? You started with some bullshit. Okay. That's not the end, but that's a good spot to end it. <laughs> you started with some bullshit. <laughs> Which is you should true. put that in a song. I could totally hear that. No, but which is, which, is, which is true. If you're trying to get your point across and something like that, you don't start with the bullshit you started with. But it was especially in that environment. Right. Yeah. Girl, but slavery the first thing out of your mouth was slavery was everywhere. Oh, girl. That black ass eyes is going to yeah. tell you up every time. Right, right. <laughs> especially when her fact after that 
was like a was a good fact when she was talking about uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, and like the right. It was a really uh, Killa, good. Killa thing. Mike was talking about that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was a really yeah, good he, point. She, yeah, because she, she never she just she never did answer right. the question yeah, about when did. America was great. Right. Killer Mike came back and said mm-hmm. seven years after slavery, seven mm-hmm. fifteen years, when we were the only skilled true. labor out after here. Yeah. We were out mm-hmm. here doing things, mm-hmm. and that's what I was thinking of when you were telling me that it was okay if they didn't vote, even if you have this this isolated place that you're thriving by yourself. Who's to say mm-hmm. that these people ain't gonna come in bombing you and messing with you mm-hmm. because you're self-sufficient? Because we've seen it happen over and over. It happened in Rosewood, mm-hmm. happened in Tulsa. We've seen it happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's, this, what is it? It's called the con, the Reconstruction period. And after the Civil War, black and white people were actually not necessarily treated equal, but as equal as they was going to get to the point to where you had like people in Congress and everything. And it, in this time. Black. Have mm-hmm. y'all been listening to the so this the 1619 project? There's a podcast that yeah. goes with mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It goes through like all, all these the different period. periods in America yeah. and how they were different, how they changed. And Reconstruction was actually okay mm-hmm. until Abraham Lincoln got killed. There you mm-hmm. go. Even though he wasn't that great to begin with. No. True, but I'm saying like <laughs> um I actually ended up watching it. I really like that show. Adam ruins everything. He had it on one of his shows <laughs> and then it made me Google it and I was like, Oh, why didn't I know more stuff about this? Okay, anyway. Um, but just imagine how how this country could have been had we kept that going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's so frustrating because it, it really turned into a jealousy thing of, oh, black people are getting too good and doing too well too quick. Mm-hmm. And then that's when you started enacting laws about, you know, because when we were talking about, um, I, I'm thinking about, you know, having the right to vote, right? After the Civil War, everybody actually had the right to vote. Mm-hmm. And then when black people started to get voted into things, it was like, oh, hold up. We need to stop you from voting. Oh, y'all winning, winning. Oh, let, right. let, gerrymandering. Let, right. No, seriously. <laughs> and, and you Jim really, Crow laws. And you really had people, that's how all that stuff got implemented mm-hmm. because it's like, we didn't know y'all was going to do that well that quick. Mm-hmm. Let me slow you down real quick. Yeah. And then, and then a, another yeah. thing is that, um, like going back to one of Candace's better points, good <laughs> points, um, buying into everything, mm-hmm. saying, oh, well, you can offer me this type of assistance, you know, mm-hmm. breaking up the black family, essentially, because yeah. what it was, uh, what, 70 something percent right. um, yeah. had both parents in the home. Now it's what, in the... 18? Some, it was something low. In she the said, she said yeah. the, the statistic. I don't remember it. Right. So it's just like we've we've allowed certain things to happen. Not even allowed because a lot of our men are in prison. Right. Yes, so, which is also right. by design. Yeah. Yeah. Right. A lot of these things were made by design mm-hmm. after seeing how well black people could do and how quick we could do it. It Left was like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Let's fuck some shit up. Yeah. <laughs> And it's all systemic. And, yeah. Um, a lot of these things um, we could um, avoid and we could prevent if we were, you know, looking at um, the system with the same eyes right. we looked mm-hmm. at slavery right. with. We mm-hmm. could directly see, oh, my master is beating the shit out of me. I might not need to trust him. Right. Mm-hmm. But when it's systemic and it's on paper and it's behind closed doors mm-hmm. and in congressional meetings, mm-hmm. we can't necessarily point out the enemy and right. like, oh, this is a snake. It's going to bite right. me. You know, yeah. we have no idea. We're just 
we're just they're just implementing stuff and we just oh let me do this let me do this too i'll take some of that you know mm-hmm. and now we yeah i mean from by the sugar time to you shit. realize mm-hmm. that sugar is shit yeah right. now you have to fight to turn shit back into sugar if that's even a possibility no it's mm-hmm. not so other than Candace Owen, there was another Trumpy person there. Uh, it was Katrina Pearson. Uh, <laughs> Trumpy person. <laughs> Katrina wanted y'all to know that Trump has done some things for the black community. <clears throat> she was able to give all of Trump's contributions to the black community in like two sentences, but here they are. Um, he gave money to the HBCUs, eliminated $3 million of debt from hurricane relief, and gave another $100 billion to Opportunity Zone. That's and, it. And T.I. clarified that. Who, who yeah. clarified that with the facts? <laughs> yeah, T.I. T.I. came back and said, you're talking about opportunity zones and I will never have anything negative to say about the financial benefits, the tax, the tax breaks that come from the Republican Party because, I mean, T.I. is rich. Right. Said. And right. he's not like the rest of us. Right. <laughs> the rest he of y'all, own that. The rest of y'all should have some problems with the, what the Republicans are doing to your taxes, but I understand T.I.'s points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he went on to say, in order to benefit from opportunity zones, you have to have capital gains taxes. Mm-hmm. It ain't many black people in these opportunity zones that have capital gains taxes to be able to reap the benefits of these things. Therefore, it will be billionaire corporations, other people who ain't from these communities, coming in here, building ish that we don't need, doing ish that don't help us. But they do that so they can shelter their taxes. Period. So what you said all that for us? Yeah, so Pearson, <laughs> she only made like two points, and this yeah. is one of them. So, <laughs> thanks for coming, Katrina. Yeah, thanks. Candace talked more than her. Yeah, she, yeah, had, she did. And she had actually, Candace really had some valid things to say. Yeah, right. but that was, was just, just overshadowed sheltered by, and bullshit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You had to find it through all the bullshit, and when you got started looking, then. And then I looked up her Instagram, and I saw she had on the Make, Gra- Make America Great Again hat in her wedding gown. Oh, you mean it didn't say make Black America great? No, make mm-hmm. America great. Oh mm, well, we know why you're here. We know who we know who's paying your bills, Candace. Chill. <laughs> I liked Killer Kill Mike. Was my yeah. I was like raw, yeah. I agree with what he said. Now, I had some points that I was like, I don't know, Killer, but yeah. <laughs> but mostly I was I was with him. You know his his uh, Netflix show yeah is mm-hmm. very 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 interesting mm-hmm. really yeah, yeah you should I didn't watch know it. He had one. it. Yeah, it's really good actually. Mm-hmm. It's it's really it's like good. a little docu series. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it's the little the little episodes aren't that long, but mm-hmm. they're really like eye opening and entertaining. Yeah, funny. Y'all, when he was saying, if um, black America makes up 15% of the population, we need to be 15% of it. I was over here. I thought I was in church by in my shout. office. I was like, hey, man. You better say that. Say that. <laughs> Y'all, I was like, yes. Like, I felt so empowered, empowered saying, after yeah, that. Like, that was such a, like, no, they should have ended it, right there. I left mm-hmm. it feeling like I need to go watch Killer Mike talk some more. Like, yeah. I really did. Even yeah. though I didn't agree with His everything, I still Breakfast Club like interviews are good. He, are he's they? on the Breakfast Club, I think, a few times, and they're all good. The only other thing that really jumped out at me, and it was probably just a me thing, was when T.I. was responding to her whole Make America Great Again BS. He was responding, he was saying, remind, or when we asked the question. He said what period was great and then he was going through all these different periods that and I was it just struck me how it was like white America calls these periods one thing 
Mm-hmm. And to black America, they have Another. entirely different, different connotations. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. The entire time. Mm-hmm. Like, from the beginning to end, there was slavery, then there was sharecropping, then there was Jim Crow. Like, mm-hmm. just every single part of our history, y'all that have mass one, incarceration. Yes, right. y'all have one set of ways of looking at this as one lens that y'all are dealing with, and we have an entirely, entirely different, different one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that just stuck with me. I don't just. Anyway, no, that's facts. And I just wonder what happened in Candace's own personal diaspora that made her believe that. Somebody said she was bullied, huh? Bullying is not funny. Bullying is not funny. It's but not, bullying also don't make you batshit crazy like that. It means you need to go seek mental health. <laughs> you need to go get some um, help men- for that. Mental health counseling. They have medication that can help you, Candace. Yes. <laughs> They got meds for that. Yeah, they, they do. They Poor do. Thing. You could not be this person. You could mm-hmm. be better. But I had the distinct feeling that you're cool with being who you are because they're paying mm-hmm. you to do it. So yeah, they, she's oh. definitely she's, getting paid. She's, yeah. she's definitely getting paid. Definitely yeah, paid. she is. Definitely. And that's not to say there are no sane black conservatives because they are. They there exist. Are. Mm-hmm. She's just not one no. of them. <laughs> Michael <laughs> Steele is wonderfully sane. I adore Michael Steele. And he understands how these white people get down because they treated him awfully as the Republican national chair awfully they were checking his money you have to clear any any expenditures over five thousand dollars you gotta clear that with us just all kinds of stuff they never did anybody else they were doing to michael Steele when he was when he was chairperson so no michael Steele is wonderfully sane he has conservative viewpoints but he is wonderfully sane and he doesn't deal with that man in the white house which is another he is also sane condoleezza rice seems generally sane generally generally i mean they're out here it's not to Mm -hmm. say that all black conservatives are bad i We'll say all black Trump supporters are bad. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll die on that. We'll hill. go that far. I will <laughs> die on that hill. Not all black Republicans, not all black conservatives, but every black Trump supporter trash. I will die. On that hill. Um. So our next courtroom topic is um, Brett Kavanaugh, now's newest Supreme Court justice. Come on, Brett. He out here doing oh, the same Brett. stuff, or at least the same <laughs> allegations about the same stuff, or similar allegations. Mm-hmm. So, there's a new accuser. Her name is Deborah Ramirez. The former accuser, yeah, just so everybody knows, is Christine Blasey Ford. Miss um, Ford actually testified before Congress to all these things that she says happened to her before he was confirmed as Supreme Court Justice. They didn't care and ultimately <laughs> voted 50 to 49 to confirm him. They didn't care. 50 then. to 49? It was really 50 fun. to 48, actually. 50 to 48, but still, skinny. Girl. Um, so cut to recently, the New York Times published an essay September 14th um, that is documenting what Miss Ramirez says happens when she and um, Kavanaugh were both freshmen at Yale. Freshman. 18. Freshman. Um, she said that they were all together uh, drinking. They were having a party. They were drinking and a fake penis was put in her face and she swatted it away and then when she looked up again there was a real penis in her face that happened to be um, <laughs> and she <laughs> said when she kind of <laughs> saw who it was she saw Brett Kavanaugh pulling up his pants and laughing with his friends um, for her she said it was the laughing that was the worst part of it um, and that's what has stayed with her ever since that 
happened. To an extent, I can understand that because she was a low-income person that came to Yale and she was feeling out of her element, out of her zone, like she didn't deserve to be there. And this was just another thing that she felt like she was being laughed at about and ostracized. Right, mm-hmm. right. So I understand how she felt about it. And I'm in no way mm-hmm. discounting her experience mm-hmm. or how she felt about it. Mm-hmm. Now, some of y'all 2020 Democratic candidates, Elizabeth and Kamala, are trying to impeach or at least calling for the impeachment of Brett Kavanaugh because over this. this new allegation. Mm-hmm. I have a couple things. <laughs> Number one, first of all, <laughs> they didn't give a damn about Christine. So I don't know what makes anybody think they're going to give a damn about Deborah. They, they don't care. They didn't care before. And honestly, in the grand scheme of things, Deborah's, Miss Ramirez's uh, allegations are less egregious mm-hmm. than what Miss Ford was alleging uh, mm-hmm. last year. So mm-hmm. they didn't care about her allegations. They really don't care about these. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, ah, cancel culture is weird, y'all. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's weird. It's weird to come back 30 years into somebody's life and wanting to crucify them for something they did at 18. Yeah, yeah. And... Uh, I don't know and how I, many college not, parties yeah, everybody's it's not been to. Anything that happened but... was correct or was right or anything like mm-hmm. that. It's just should you have to some some mistakes you make as a young person you do have to pay for forever. Right. Mm-hmm. right. But mm-hmm. I think there should be levels to this. There yeah. it shouldn't be everything you did that was in any way wrong at any time in your life should follow you to your seventy. Right. I just don't think it should be quite that cut and jar, not that black and white. Mm-hmm. So. I don't, I, they're not going to impeach him for this. I don't necessarily think he should be impeached for this. Now, I'm all for getting his ass off the Supreme Court. Yes. But <laughs> I just it. don't think this is going to be the, the, the method to make that happen. He shouldn't have been there in the first place. Exactly. I, I'm with all of that. I just don't, this, this ain't the way to get it done. The only thing that I have with this, because I, I understand you're, you're in college and things happen. People do stupid stuff in college. And we always look at females well, I'm not going to say we, but there are times when females come out 20 and 30 years later, you do have that side eye that's like, mm-hmm. well, I understand that, you know, you have to get over it to get to a point to tell your story. However, 20 years. Now, see, that part I don't have. I'm fine with them telling yeah. it whenever they're ready to mm-hmm. tell it. That's not my problem. I no. just. Uh, I mean, had he like raped her, then no, we mm-hmm. we, we got things. Yeah. Okay, that was gonna be no, my no, question yeah, to y'all. No, 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 Does no, it no, matter the chart, the allegations that are against him? Is that what y'all are saying? These allegations aren't. I don't want to say strong enough, but aren't to the enough. right I mean, well, to yeah. warrant you know uh, getting him. him from the Supreme Court. Okay. Of the United States well, yeah, okay. it's it's not it's not that bad. What mm-hmm. what I'm saying is not to say that you give. You know, that you should give a side eye to people who wait however. But what I'm saying is, it happens. Mm-hmm. When you do wait 20 and 30 years to tell your story, people, a, a good percentage of people are looking at you with a side eye like, now? Mm-hmm. Now you come out with no, it? That's the thing. Now, now when he, you know, about to be, you know, a confirmed that Supreme Court justice, now yeah. you want to come? But to some people, right. that is the motivation. It was right. like, right. you were nobody, so it really didn't matter. But you're about to ascend this very high office. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be there, and let me tell you why. Mm-hmm. And I agree so with I get that, that. Yeah. yeah, I get that. It was, like, it was a personal thing. I was dealing with it on my own, and you wasn't nobody. Mm-hmm. But now you're about to be somebody, so hold up. I have or to in a position of power, right. a position of influence, a position of... Like, whoop, whoop, got something... 
Right. Before y'all do that, you should probably know that this These are his skeletons <laughs> right. in his closet. <laughs> Let me dust off this. But um, my other issue, too, with it um, is the fact that they did compare in this, in this article that I read, and they called his situations or the things that he did, and they described them as youthful, youthful indiscretions, right? But they turned around and they compared it to what if this was a female? Mm-hmm. And these stories came about of her when she was in college. Mm-hmm. Would you still look at the situation the same way? Mm-mm. No. Because if a girl pulled down her pants and like waved well, her crotch. Well, think about flash their boobs. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the same I don't, thing. I don't, I don't think. Because a lot of girls probably do that in college. I don't mm-hmm. think that would be as bad as your genitalia. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, well, I mean, it's all things that we just generally, generally look feel at like as are I mean, private parts. parts. Right, right. And what I'm thinking is like, you know, if I, you know, we live in Louisiana, there's bounce music and stuff and somebody went through their entire life mm-hmm. and they're great attorney and they're getting to this point to where they're on, on, on mm-hmm. a high legal stage. Mm-hmm. And then there's Somebody a video that video. come out from... From college with her getting her guts on a stage. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. How would they treat her? That's real. Yeah. Yeah. That, that would be yeah, a little different. Because I mean, if we're her. if we're being honest, with social media to follow us all the rest of our days, mm-hmm. things are going to be way different for us. Yeah, they are. Thirty years they are. than it was well, for our parents. Because well, yeah. our parents can make all kind of mistakes, do all kind of stuff. There was no evidence. Ooh, there child. was no documentation. Right. Ooh, no one will ever know. But so with our video culture and taking, yeah. and, uh, uh, nobody will forget. <laughs> no, nothing goes Never. away here. And even in this situation, we're and 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 we're talking, um, and he's coming from an era where people are going off memory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're right. If if once we get to that age and stuff. Ain't, ain't no coming off of memory. You I don't have to think about other. it. Hold on. Your grandchildren will be yeah. seeing your twerk video. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Like, Grandma, right. that's you? Yeah, girl. Grandma <laughs> used to get it. <laughs> I'm over here. <laughs> I'm thinking, wait, hold on. What what I got out there on that in there? Oh, snap. Hold on, Mason. Look, close your eyes. Don't watch this. Don't watch this. Don't see no man fool. Just pray about it. Just pray about it. Right. Pray about it. Y'all now, now look. Mama was young. Mama had a good time. Just look. Speaking of that, there's another situation when they brought up Clarence Thomas. But even then, because it happened so long ago and what type of time we live in now, even with the situation with Clarence Thomas, I think his his allegations was way worse than what's going on with Brett. And they were more closely like related. Time, yeah, right. it, was, yeah. it was more recent right. to what they were talking about. Right, mm-hmm. but I mean, because of the time at the time, like right now, his smaller and I'm going to just you know in quotation his smaller situation is now bigger because of the type of you know environment we are in now it's a right. it's a bigger issue even though it's not really when you compare it to clarence thomas you would think clarence thomas should have had more issues to he should have a mm-hmm. supreme court justice showing that woman right. porn in the office all kind of yeah. foolishness yeah. That's yeah. Revenge foolishness mm-hmm. did the article say um why she decided to speak up now and um well okay so that okay. she actually spoke up last 
year oh. when all this was going mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. initially. Mm-hmm. But the um, the what? committee, the Senate Judiciary Committee, um, decided that her allegations were not relevant to the process. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So no, this isn't like she waited a year to do this. She mm-hmm. said something then and gave them more than two dozen potential witnesses. Oh wow! It's and the committee determined that no. it wasn't relevant. Two dozen witnesses. <laughs> no, actually, well, she said they were at a party. So but when they it, were eighteen, now where they found these people she from? Said they I mean, I mean, you I never know. Twenty-four people that yeah, I went to college I could with. Too. I can name twenty-four yeah. people I went to college with, but twenty-four people from that night at that party. Well, saw I could, that but but, but if it was something that really, she really like, it remember. scarred her. She's traumatized. You remember the details. You but remember what you happened? think twenty-four people were sitting around looking? Not unless I, it was a situation I, I where well, like, hold on now, y'all. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty-four people. How she know Billy Bob was over there? Yeah, Billy exactly. Bob remember maybe to she, amen her. I don't know. Maybe she's talking. I mean, I'm guessing she gave that yeah. witness and she had confirmed that they remembered it. Yeah. So yeah. I guess they talked. I, I don't know. All right, Deborah. Yeah, okay. I, I don't know. I don't know. But Deborah said she had these people and <laughs> these answers. We could have gotten these answers right. had they questioned. Right. right. No, but right. they just said off jump. Yeah. Girl, we don't need it. It's right. cool. Yeah. I, but I, I think I think it's because his penis. She never said it came in contact with her person. So. Right, they were probably it's just assault. like, that's it. That's all it is. Yeah, I saw your penis. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm looking. I'm looking on here too. The only thing that rubs me a little wrong, regardless of how small we may think the situation is, is that when it came down. Oh no, to I don't think it's small. Just... And in, in investigating it, like people really didn't do their due diligence no, in didn't. investigating mm-hmm. everything. Like you had all these people that you could have spoken to, and and I read um, that. The investigation, they only contacted a certain amount of people and all of them was on the list from what the Republicans submitted and not from the uh, alleged victims' lawyers. Like, you pick and choose who you wanted to talk to, who you, what parts of the story you wanted to put into this investigation to come out with something that allowed him to still become mm-hmm. Supreme Court justice. Yeah, I'm fully fine with like a serial part. sexual assaulter not being right. a Supreme Absolutely. Court justice. Yeah. I just don't see any way that these new allegations are going to be egregious enough for them to impeach him. Right. Well, yeah, it's too late now. He's, yeah, he's y'all, in, y'all didn't care about the worst yeah. allegations, so y'all don't care about this. Yeah, y'all just y'all don't. don't care about mm-hmm. it. Y'all just don't. Mm-hmm. Totes. And I mean, if it was just this, I probably could be on the side of, I mean, there are youthful indiscretions, whatever. But with coupled with the other story mm-hmm. from Blazy Ford, it's like, oh no, this is what you do. Mm-hmm. This, this is who you are. Like mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah, so I'm fine with him not being on the Supreme Court. This just isn't going to get it done. Yeah. Um, they have to put a um, pull a page out of what you call his book, the guy who killed himself for, in order for him to get out of there. Who's (laughs) Nice. Yes, John Bolton. <laughs> John Bolton was fired, although, you know, he 
he put out there that he offered his resignation to um, 45 the night before. I mean, you know, he really likes to say you're fired. You know, his I think, thing. right, <laughs> that's his favorite thing. So um, 45 tweeted, I thank John very much for his service. I will be naming a new national security advisor next week. This comes um, after 45 received some pressure to um, fire Bolton because apparently Bolton was not upholding the, ooh, was not upholding 45's agenda. <laughs> Y'all know I almost called him the P word. Um, <laughs> oh, it's because they do it so much. Yeah. Um, so, yes. So, it says, Bolton's departure comes as tensions with Iran are escalating in the Persian Gulf. As North Korea continues to develop its weapons capabilities arms, controls experts um, are warning of a potential nuclear arms race with Russia, and trade tensions with China are intensifying. Trump is discussing a drawdown of forces with Afghanistan as well. So right now... Um, as 45 continues to just keep firing, not one, not two, but Bolton is his third um, national security advisor. Um, we're just facing He's on his tensions. What? Third. On his third. Well, he'll, Nuclear the new war. hire will be, on, <laughs> will be his fourth. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm, I'm counting. I'm like, we, we started with Matt Flynn. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then you had an acting one. And then. But McMaster. he hires all the best people. Yeah. I like, how do you go through so many Who? in such a Mike short... Flynn. Mike Flynn? Who's Matt Flynn? A quarterback? Yeah. <laughs> Flynn. Flynn. <laughs> Matt, Mike. Whatever. Y'all know what I meant. But how do you... <laughs> like, what does that look like for 45 to have gone through so many in such a short amount of time? What? I mean... 45? That, that looks like normal to me. That he's everything I we mean, thought he would be. <laughs> look, I mean, that looks normal to me. And You're fired. This should go just to further show, you know... That rhymes. Oh, that, okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> this should go to further show, you know... All right, all right, all right. Okay, but just how, I mean, like, he's hiring and firing these people, and I understand that, you know, it's because they're not falling in line with his agenda. They're not advocating, you know, his agenda. But it's like, you have all these different people coming, you know, and y'all tend to all be on the same base, but your agenda is the one that they can't follow. You know what I mean? Like, that's mm -hmm. my thing. You would think overall, as, as the party, we have this underlying agenda but mm -hmm. i mean it's not even like his national security advisors he's had different secretaries of state i mean everybody in his party has is the turnover rate for his right for his administration but is crazy the, the, the shit that's scary is this is national security absolutely yeah. so absolutely. you know if yeah. there's that many of them trying to get the hell up out of there he's trying, what to, he trying, trying to, to do, do some okay bullshit. okay so this is what it says Ultimately, a disagreement between Trump and Bolton over the president's decision to host leaders of the Taliban at Camp David appeared to be the last straw between the two. I can't do. They had been arguing apparently leaders before. Of the Taliban. At Camp freaking David. David though. Why would you, like, want, to, bruh. Why would you want to do that? Like a How leisure place. For bruh. <laughs> I, like my brain ceases to can. Mm -hmm. I just, oh my God. Y'all elected this fool. They wanted stuff to be great again, I uh, guess. So can we explain to like what the average person what Camp David is? It's like a um it's kinda like a resort, if you will, for like 
Twitter the friends constitu- and hang out. Yeah, the mm-hmm. constituents of our nation. Like, mm-hmm. not enemies, foreign enemies. Yes, a country retreat for the President of the United States is located in the Catskin? Did I say that? The Wooden Hills. Catskin Mountain Park? It's in, in Maryland. In Maryland. <laughs> it's in Maryland. Um, they use it. They have um, lots of like talks with world leaders there. Not Taliban leaders historically, but you know, world mm-hmm. leaders. <laughs> Um, yeah, but I just, I, inviting to the Camp David is not just as bad as inviting to the White House, but it's real damn close. It's real mm-hmm. close to inviting to the White House. Well, just I'm, to put I'm it in some context. I'm surprised he just didn't try to have, invite them to one of his hotels. Yeah. And get some money off of it. And like Dubai or something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised he actually thought of that. Yeah, I hate him. And not try to make no money off of anything. I don't know, you guys. It's well, it's just at a very challenging time when we are with a lot going fragile. on. You, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? The That's a good is word. Very fragile. Right. And he's, but he's the one making it so damn fragile. Yeah. And and continuing to make us ever ever more fragile. Like he just continues to put us at risk. And it's just like, what are you really trying to accomplish behind closed doors that mm-hmm. your national security advisors it's are not, willing to jump ship? Well, in Mike Flynn's defense. He didn't leave willingly. No. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. But the others had to go. I don't know what to tell y'all. Y'all better pray. Stay prayed up because we got at least another year of this shit. Just pray it ain't FUMO. Yeah, pray hard. Pray, yeah. pray without ceasing. It's not. It's not. The people going to watch the summit and we going to be all right. Ugh. Everybody going to be motivated. I to just come hope everybody not on a different page. Amen. Child. Amen. Because Candace was powerful, but y- y'all can't be following around with Candace with a foolishness now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen to all the words. Not just, some of them. Not just the first part. Listen to all the words. Watch the whole. Candace had, Candace had right. you messed up. Because yeah. she started with Sandy and ended in batshit crazy land. You need I was to rocking listen to with you in the beginning, y'all. I, I promise too. you. I was like, I, yes, when she girl, first started talking, yes, girl. Mm-hmm. I was like, maybe I misjudged you. Yes. And I was like, she kept no, talking. You know, she was speaking to my red side. Y'all know I'm saying I'm purple. So she was speaking to my red side. So I was, yes. But as it just kept going on, I was like, like oh, girl, oh, no. Say less. I, <laughs> it's like you left fact and you jumped straight on emotional. And when you jump, when you jump to the emotional, mm-hmm. you kind of like lose me because now you you you're not basing your stuff off you know just pure mm-hmm. reason and lo- logic. It's how you are just feeling. Mm-hmm. And she, oh, you trying to have an aha moment arguing with Tia, and I'm like, girl, just. Just chill. chill. Just, just chill. chill. And you arguing with the audience. Let them fools cackle and hackle. You knew that's, you were that's coming. Right. You, you knew people were going to boo you. Stop that. Right. You, you, I, I knew they were going to boo you. You no. didn't know? You knew walking you knew in that you was not the crowd in. favorite. You knew that. Was anybody else looking at that white lady sitting next to Diddy? I no, think no, that I was, was. I don't even No, it wasn't right next to him, it. but it was like a couple seats. I, she was just like. Diddy was killing me too with him standing yeah. up with his. Yeah. <laughs> it was at church. Yeah, it was. It, it was, was at church. Good, though. Y'all, we need we need video over here. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> Cause we make all kind of hand motions. Yeah. They all get nasty. Well, right. Well, that's it for our courtroom topics. So we'll just jump into our kitchen table topics. And the first kitchen table topic that we have for y'all tonight, today, is um, this Klansman cop in Michigan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. girl. Yeah. 
Yeah. I don't know. So, so this will be fresh for me. What are you talking about? Mr. Charles Anderson, a 20-year veteran on the Muskegon Police Department, was trying to sell his house. In the midst of trying to sell his house, he had an open house. I think it was an open house. It might have been a scheduled viewing, but... It was it, a scheduled viewing. Okay, so a scheduled realtor. viewing. This good black man, Rob Mathis, who is an <laughs> army vet... Not a good black man. No, this, seriously. This good black man, this good black <laughs> army vet, and his family, his wife and his 12 or 14-year-old daughter. Well, I think she's 12. Yeah, yeah, yeah his daughter. Uh, went to this house to, to view it to see if they were, wanted to buy it. Inside the house... They came across two Confederate flags. Three. 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 Yeah. Three okay, this article flags. said two. Okay. Three Confederate flags. A gun cabinet, which on its own isn't that scary. Oh. And then no, a that's front. Hey, with combined with the Confederate That's it. We <laughs> put everything together. You got Confederate flags, you got a gun cabinet, and you have a framed application with a plaque for the Ku Klux Klan. Yeah. So they stayed? <laughs> No, they, they left. Oh, no, they, they got it. The, the realtor was apologizing. They No, they left. They but, left. yeah, so this happened. Um, the problem with Mr. Anderson, other than the obvious, is that in, 2009, in 2009, September 23rd, 2009, Charles Anderson murdered 23-year-old unarmed Julius Johnson mm-hmm. and was eventually, expectedly, determined to not be responsible. Um... Wow. His sister, Johnson's sister, was with him or around the area when he was killed. And I'm trying to flip to it real quick. Um, basically, her story differed from what Anderson's story to said. Say. He said it was self-defense. His sister said she heard her brother begging for his life. She got arrested for saying that. Oh, They arrested her and for... And this was in the 2000s. 2009. 2009. This, this, guys, this wasn't in 1950. So. 10 years ago. No, it was 10 years ago. 10 years ago. Okay. That's why people are like, um, uh, y'all just all, all of a sudden talking about cops killing black people. No, no. No, they've been killing. We've been here. Y'all just haven't paying attention. Mm-hmm. They, they've been doing this. We've been pissed off about it. This has been a thing. It's just made it to national And the folks who do it are typically KKKs in disguise in their blue uniform. The boys in blue. That part. Now, the good part about it is the fact that the current prosecutor is thinking about reevaluating that 2009 yes. shooting. Because of the public Period. outcry. Mm-hmm. When, he, when this came out, that he had these applications and flags and guns at his house. When Because uh, what, what ended up happening was Rob Mathis put it on Facebook, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and it took off because of the murder of Julius Johnson. So it mm-hmm. took off and... Once prosecutors and people kind of got a hold of it and all the public outcry and uproar, then prosecutors said they're going to reevaluate the case to see if maybe he should have been charged, which... Mm -hmm. And he was fired. And he he Uh was fired. Uh, fired. Following uh, inquiry and a disciplinary hearing, he has been fired. When it first came out, this story first broke in August. He was put on suspension while they were doing the whole they knew. investigation. They knew. Because mm-hmm. they didn't been but to his house he is, before. And he done. had that shit up when they, when they went over there. But the fact that you had... Um, and it was like in the living room. Like right. Yeah. yeah. And like, you, you allowed realtors to walk up in there like, oh, you already knew you're your audacious with right. it. Like, yeah. oh, this is me. You it's know? not like in your personal study. <laughs> you're not shamed. in your living room. You ain't shamed. You had you're a proud. Confederate flag on the table. You had two other ones in the garage. You... What made he said what made him 
take a picture and post it is because he also noticed with all of that the police officer coping. Mm -hmm. Because it said like, on the um the gun cabinet there were also pictures of him with other officers. Mm -hmm. So like it's oh, yeah. clear They're friends. that you got mm -hmm. clan stuff These, right here and police stuff right, right here. So um what, what's going on? Should and really there's no reason for us to believe as black folks who have been subjected to the same treatment for hundreds of years mm -hmm. for us to believe that y'all in, in the blue and y'all in the white in the hoods not in cahoots because it's always the same pattern every time and if you denounce that and you deny that and you try to say oh no what is that called gaslighting mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. no we're not stupid no. when you do your research on yeah the, the it goes hand in hand yeah. It's usually a that type of situation. They asked Charles Anderson's wife if he was a clans <laughs> member. That's why I said she I had laughed. <laughs> she laughed um, and said, "No, he's not. No, no." She said, chuckling. He can't say anything right now. I wish we could because it would probably set a lot of things straight. No, well, I don't know what you're gonna say straight about an application for the clan being at your house and framed, framed on the wall with a plaque. All the only thing she needed to find was the hood and yeah. the little uh, cape. I, I mean, we would have been. You don't need to tell me nothing, my girl. Hush. Not at all. Tell, tell your husband, you too. Hush, mm -hmm. mommy. Mm -hmm. Shut up. Don't say nothing else. No. <laughs> Mason is, has given us a plug for like the rest hush, of Hush, mommy. Hush, mommy. Hush, mommy. Hush, mommy. <laughs> uh, Mr. Mathis said, I'm still disgusted. This officer is supposed <laughs> to be a, a public servant. You can't serve your community and be a racist. There are people of all different nationalities that you have to protect. You can't just protect one group of people. Damage control. Which you know that that's that's basic understanding. It should of what be God's understood. Supposed to be doing. Well, no, this is Matt. This is the black man. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. This is what he's saying about the whole situation. Yeah. So let me ask what y'all think. I don't think the man should have been taking pictures in someone else's house. Well, see, he said oh, no, he wasn't. Wrong. So he said what prompted him to take the picture is when he saw the cop. When he saw that he was a cop. cop. At yeah. this point, now all my public black safety girls, is yeah. at risk. I mean, I'm with that, but I was like reading this and I was like, now you know you shouldn't have been taking pictures of in that man's no, house. No, but when you go to um, a showing. At a house, that's you're on typically him for leaving that out. You're though. typically gonna take pictures. You're gonna want to see. You I know what you're looking take, at. Remember the kitchen. Mm -hmm. I want to remember the living room. So you kind of re relinquish all of those. And I mean, rights to privacy when you uh, when you invite people, people in your into your house. And look, I don't watch enough HGTV. When you ready to to stage your house for people to buy, take all your personal. That's shit what they down. say. Exactly. Take all your personal. Take all stuff your personal. And he knew that. That's why he I said did. he was audacious. He was proud, and he got what he got. Bye. I mean, I'm not sad. That's not sad. You know, I don't feel no type of way. I hope he snitch on his friends. Take your friends with you. That goes to show you these people go on to live normal ass, happy ass lives. And the fact that he killed a black man is only another badge of honor under his plaque for his application. That's it. He probably got a high ranking position in the clan. Promoted him in the clan. That's probably what it was. I'm sick of these, <laughs> I ain't gonna say it. Go, go, to, go to the other one. <laughs> so our next kitchen table topic is um, so uh, a 14 year old girl in Kenya committed suicide after her teacher, her female teacher, mm -hmm. female teacher, female teacher, yeah. uh, publicly period shamed her in front of the class. Um, the little girl's name has not been released. I haven't been able to find it anywhere. Um, but she was 14 year old. She was in school and she got her first period. At 14? Um, she was lucky. That's what her mama said. Oh, you, oh okay. 
got a name, Jacqueline. Let me see. Let, let me try. Jacqueline Chepengio. C-H-E-P-N-G-E-N-O. Uh, she's 14 in Kenya. And um, she got, um, her mom said it was her first period. I don't know. 14 mm -hmm. does sound old. Is that old? Is it? Not really. Okay. It's, it's maybe not. Look, is it, I look don't know. Mother Nature came knocking at 11. Yeah, I, I, me too. 12. How old are you when you start high school? 13, 13 or 14. 14. Yeah. Okay, I was 14. I started like right before high school. Oh, no. I was, summer right before I was high smoothly yeah, in sixth grade. Like sixth grade. I was smoothly <laughs> in sixth grade. Really? So it sounds late to me, but that's just oh, wow. from my vantage We're point. late bloomers, Avery. Yeah. I late wish. Bloomers. Three extra years of not having to deal with this crap would have been wonderful. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Um, But her teacher too. called her dirty <laughs> uh, and put her out of class. Because she had bled had her, her Had her standing outside. Yeah, teacher called oh, her dirty and put her out. I would have had to fight her. Put her out. Um, and then I think a week later, it was mother. like Friday to Friday. A week later, her mom found her and she had killed herself. Oh my god! Imagine, um, Lord. Oh Jesus. So there's but, a, a understandably a lot of outrage in uh -huh. Kenya uh, behind this. Um, more than two hundred parents were protesting outside of the school. They condemned the teacher and the lack of action from authorities. Uh, they ended up being tear gassed. Five people got arrested. And currently, the school is not even open. Yeah, it's closed. Because the people not even letting, they, they're not having it. Well, God bless them. They're not having it. Uh, school's not open for any class. And nothing's happening at the school. Um, so, as sad as this is, because the, the when I read this, I just knew her teacher was a man. I, I knew, knew it, yeah. it was. I knew, like, I knew too. And then it was like, no, our female teacher. You're a female teacher. My girl. Mm-hmm. Stop that. I, I can't. Dirty. Ooh, child. How do you fix your mouth to call a 14-year-old girl dirty. dirty for getting her period? Even mm -hmm. if it wasn't her first time. Mm -hmm. Y'all know how often I got caught slipping in high school? Yeah, when I'm, shoot. like, middle of high school when you're new to this? Yeah. Just not counting the days, not paying attention. And mm -hmm. I mean, generally, hopefully you catch it before you do stay right. something. Mm -hmm. But yeah. that can happen so easily. Yeah. And it's so easily like, oh, come on, baby. Come on. You know. Right. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, get your chair yeah, like, Easy as yeah. jump. Like, it's with, very easy to fix up. Girl. Mm -mm. The bad part about it is the fact that um, I read that Kenya actually passed a law in 2017 um, to provide free menstrual products to students, but the program was never fully executed, and it wasn't at the young ladies' school. Like, yeah, it's so not. There's um, not enough. So, that, so it's five, four point five million dollars allocated to this program, but it's not enough money to actually. Uh, a lady was talking about. I think she said they need ten times. Yeah, she said they need ten, at least ten times a larger budget than what they have now to actually make sure that all school age girls. That's what the law is. It's making sure that school girls, school mm -hmm. age girls, have access to sanitary napkins and hygiene products because it's a problem in the whole of sub-Saharan mm -hmm. Africa. It's okay. a problem yeah. mm -hmm. with access to um, even in South menstrual products. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like people have to wait in line for like hours and hours and hours and hours just to get like pads or some shit. Like, it's... I, you saw that... Where, where did I watch that special? I've seen that and I also saw that in some other country. I can't think of the country right now. Venezuela? But the, but the tax okay. on female oh, yeah. products mm -hmm. is like 
17 percent or something mm-hmm. they shouldn't even wait, tax wait. them at all so let me, let me tell you what they did though this company in the same country books are only taxed like five percent so they put tampons that look like they put it what looks like a book they call it the tampon book and you can buy like a box of tampons that you open it like it's a book the fact mm-hmm. that you got to go through all, but you have to go through all to of that affordable tampon mm-hmm. that's crazy because it's taxed so high it's like there's a a, a, a crime on like b- attached to being a woman like, yeah yeah it's just and it has lasting effects because it's um in 2014 a study was done in uganda that said nearly two-thirds of school-age girls miss school at least once a month because they don't have the necessary product, product, products to, to sit go, through all of to it. Go, exactly. Mm-hmm. And the same kind of thing in Ethiopia, more than half the girls um, don't go to school whenever their period is on. And that's crazy. We should, mm-hmm. do a, we should do something with that. Like, we should start... Some type of something to get yeah, donations and send yeah. over to I did not even countries. know it was like a issue like yeah. that. Yeah, Honestly. it is. Mm-hmm. It is. I mean, you have some places that think, you know, that will really banish women for the time being mm-hmm. until they're done. Okay, now you can come back into society. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That goes to show y'all never know what somebody is going through. You know what I mean? Especially in these other countries. But but I'm just thinking like that teacher was wrong. Absolutely. Ha- hands hands down, down was wrong. Had no reason to make that comment. But the fact that you made that comment. Mm-hmm. Look, and thought it was okay. Thought it was okay. Put this baby out. Shunned her. Ostracized her. And then it's just like. And then she go off and she kill herself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like. As nasty as that teacher was, you know what a difference that teacher could have made in this baby's life just by saying, oh, hold on, baby. I got something for you. Or here's Mm -hmm. another pair of pants. Or just calling her damn mama. You know, like, (laughs) you just taking a a complete different approach than what you Mm -hmm. did could have saved that baby's life. Mm -hmm. But no, you decided to shame her. To Mm. shame her. Mm. And apparently shamed her so bad because at this point, all I'm thinking about is... Just just think about what that teacher put her through. Not only is she already embarrassed that she's bled through her clothes, now you got her like standing outside. She's You're calling her dirty. Yeah, she's humiliated. Like, mm-hmm. I can only imagine. I'm trying to think. I couldn't That's be. I'm trying I couldn't, to figure it out. Well, look, I didn't I, know what I was doing. That's what I'm just saying. saying. And like, there's so much shame associated with it, and it's it's it's, it's, it's wrong really shame. Not, but <laughs> but like, really once not. I became yeah, an adult, it's, it's, it's once not. I became an adult, I'm like. I was shame about this. Yeah, but. girl, throw the for tampons what? in the bed yeah. buggy and let's go. <laughs> yeah, what, what yeah. are we doing? Yeah. But I remember being in like high school and middle school and trying to put the tampons. Well, not, not even tampons. I wasn't even wearing tampons. I couldn't no. wear tampons. The, the pads, trying to get it and just mm. put it in your hand. Or or you knew the girl was on a period because she had to take a purse, purse. to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. It was just yeah. like, it was this whole thing. <laughs> so I couldn't imagine my teacher mm-hmm. doing that, doing that mm-hmm. in front of my classmates. I, I can't imagine yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would have been mortified. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to think of the embarrassment that probably other students in the class had for her, like other yeah. girls. girls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know you've been at ever get caught. And then a lot of times, those, shame. but a lot of times in those schools, I won't just put a blanket over Kenya or Uganda or just African nations in general. But they go to school like with their sex, like you know what I'm saying. They go to school with girls or mm-hmm. boys, so it's probably a classroom full of girls. So why the teacher felt the need to just, do that? Girl, this is I have thing. No idea. It's like. Oh, boo, come on. Let, let's, yeah. let's, let's go to the nurse. We, we got you. Come yeah. on. That's all it had to be. Mm-hmm. I just, I cannot. I don't. Uh-uh. There was a time, and this is my little soapbox story, but whatever. 
I was in, was I in high school? I want to say high school, but um, a girl had gotten her cycle or whatever, and there was a guy behind her, and she started to stand up to, I guess, go to the restroom. She came back when she sat down. Um, she didn't get up again. You know, the bell had rang, we ready to go. And there was a guy who sat behind her, and he came to her, and he gave her his sweater to wrap around her waist yeah. and said, I saw that you had a spot. My sister gets those too. And Aww. gave her the sweater. Like, and I'm just like, that is the one story that has always stuck with me about like, mm -hmm. you know, like periods that and cycles. happened in your school? Yes. Oh my in, goodness. It kind of happened in mine too. So yes. I've never that. seen a guy do yeah. anything with like that. <laughs> and he was older. He was like a senior. Mm -hmm. And I want to say, what? I might have been a sophomore. I know I was in California, so I know I was at least a sophomore. No. <laughs> no. No. Was not. The, no. the weirdness <laughs> around peers. Neither were. Neither were, though. Okay. Yeah, neither the were. weirdness around peers is all some, some men shit. No. It's it definitely is. some men shit. It is. Oh, I, mean, I don't, I've never like. But it's because they can't handle it. They can't even handle the, the, the idea of it. You know what I'm saying? The weirdness, they, I feel like. The only well, we, weirdness we I've experienced is from women. We, really? we feel it and we internalize it, but I think it's a product of their whole. Oh, you're just, saying it's coming from? Yeah, I think it's because like men just they don't want to hear about it. Don't want to even on the damn the commercials on TV. The, the liquid's blue. <laughs> y'all do all y'all murder people. Y'all do all kind yeah. of stuff on TV. Yeah, well, I never the liquid's blue. Why is but it because the men don't want to see it red and think about it being blood? Like they can't deal with it. Well, child. <laughs> Some of them do uh, with the blue liquid. I just how you think I got you here? Do, you, I was about to say. What you think this is? Look, well, look, look, look. I was about to say like that's the way our bodies work to bear children. Mm -hmm. so, but my mom, like, whenever mine happened, my mom sat me at a table, like, invited my aunt over. Girl, and girl like, it yeah. Was so I was traumatized. It was traumatic. I was traumatized. Like, I was scared, but so I was, was traumatized like, because how it happened. Oh, girl. <laughs> Girl. Mm -hmm. I was at school. I was I was this no, child. I was at home. I was this child. I was at school in first hour in French class. I remember exactly where I was sitting in oh, first dang. hour in white capri pants. Oh, damn. Traumatized. Oh no. no. I beg her. Mom no. just take me home. No. Oh my god. But she wouldn't take me home. <laughs> Why she didn't take you? She came and she got me straight. Like we we changed clothes. She did everything. Like she, what the teacher should have done. Yeah, she right. she did what the teacher should have done. She came, brought me clothes. I hung out in the nurse's office for a little while, and I was just like, I want to go home. Oh no! But I she just knew I was being dramatic, and I was. I was just being dramatic. Did you know about what that was? No. Yeah. I. I uh, so at my school at U High in fifth grade, they make everybody do the like change your body is changing class, and mm. so. Back then, fifth grade at U High was in T building, so they took the boys to one T building, had us in the other okay. T building, and showed and both videos and stuff at the same time. No. So I knew it was coming, and also I had that American Girl book, like Your Body and You. Or something. <laughs> I had, I had, something that, like I had that. that book too. It was my cousin's book. My cousin had it, gave it to me, so I had the books. So I knew, I knew what was going on. I wasn't scared. It was just like, oh shit, it's happening. What is that? Yeah, it's happening, and I'm in white pants. Great. Awesome. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I had, I had, I don't remember having any idea about what was happening when it happened. Oh no, I knew. So that, that's probably why she left my ass. She was like, "Girl, look, you, this you been prepared, right? Just take no. your ass back to class." Yeah, my, I was not prepared, and my mom made a really big deal out of it, and I was terrified. 
No, see, I know I know somebody that wasn't prepared and they thought they were convinced they were dying. <laughs> no, I didn't think I was dying. But then when I thought about it, I was like, I mean, if my I mean, she was like started dead. gushing she was like, blood, yeah. I probably would think I was dying. My mom was like, you're a young lady now. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? I was like, I was just a kid yesterday. <laughs> this is like this by Miss Fuck. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. I was like, this is, I don't want to be that. Can I just yeah. be Paris? I'm, I'm 12. <laughs> so it was it was very mortifying. I don't think my mom went about that the right way. Sorry, mom. <laughs> no, Sissy had me fully prepared. Now, it didn't do anything for my trauma, but I was ready. <laughs> it was not her fault that I was traumatized. She did everything she could have done. So another problem that they have in sub-Saharan Africa is once, if the women are able to access the products, then there becomes the problem of disposing of the products. Um, a lot of the, the toilets and things aren't equipped for them to be flushed. Excuse me. A lot of them aren't equipped for them to be flushed. Um, there, are re- and there are reports of women keeping used things under their beds. Oh. Um, there's reports of uh, just kind of throwing them in random places. So they can't just... They can't just throw them in the trash? Like Apparently, that's not always an option for whatever really? reason. I'm, I'm not real sure why that's not you an option, what? but that's not always an option. But also, um, they also, um, some women burn theirs. But the burning, the burning. This male patriarchy another. is just like. Yeah. Uh, I just, I just, I don't, I don't get understand. it. I will say, the people that burn it believe that this was the only way to remove all traces of menstrual blood and to help them maintain their integrity. Which, you know. So having the, wait, so having a I period, you know. exactly what, the reason they were burning things. Well, I can understand if you burn it just to preserve, like. Um, like to pre- prevent you from producing all of this overwhelming amount of trash. Yeah. 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 But, but to keep your integrity? integrity? Yeah. I'm not you sure have a what period? that has to do with integrity. Because you're a woman? Yeah. Because your body I'm works so as confused. it was designed to work. Right. So what, y'all ever think about what the people before, like our ancestors did? Like humans? I have they, wondered they, about they, um, Like what they do? I read up on it But before. I know some tribes in Africa, they like banish you for a little while. Yeah, they do banish you Well, you just go lay down and bleed in the grass? No, 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 like, real, real shit. Yes. You, just, <laughs> you go okay, into the tree. You just can't do that shit over here. So you just gotta go. <laughs> you, go you go bleed over there. Come back when no, you're I done. I heard of that. Yeah. Yes. I heard of that. It's a thing. It's a thing, but back back in the back in the day, um, um, they used to get they just used to get rags and put them around their hand, put it down there, and then they would wash, wash them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they would wash them, and then when when it got to a point of being able to dispose of them and stuff, is when like when you could get like tissue or whatever the case may be back then. Oh, they had to go through all that. They did. Yeah, uh-uh. they did have to go through. I life. couldn't imagine like. I mean, it's the same thing like um, with the rag. The same thing that they used to do with diapers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you used to have you used to just put cloth yeah. around your child, and when they were done doing their business, you wash it. And that sounds like so home. much laundry. That does. Yeah. That's so yeah. much laundry. Mm-hmm. Just give me some pamphlets. A lot of people going back to the cloth, and I'm just like, I, I'm not that dedicated. No, me I, one, of, one of my nails, I don't know if they actually did it, but I know one of my nails was talking about doing the cloth diapers. Girl, more power to you. Mm-hmm. I'm not even Girl, just pay that money for them diapers, bro. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you if you that dedicated, do no shade, mm-hmm. raise your shit to how you want, do you. 
But I know me. I don't have no children. I'm not going to be that dedicated, though. We're going to have some regular, smegular, huggies, pampers, loves, whatever. <laughs> Something <laughs> you, I can throw away. Right. Yeah. You done with your business, I can throw it away. I'm not I'm not hand wash. I'm not. No. <laughs> She's been absolutely no. So, our next kitchen table topic is uh, Jamel Hill and these HBCUs. Okay, so Jamel Hill um, basically had a discussion um, regarding these prominent black male athletes attending HBCUs as opposed to big. Uh, further contributing to the wealth of PWIs and not getting really any benefit from it, which makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. It says black athletes have attracted money and attention to the predominantly white universities that showcase them, she points out. Meanwhile, black colleges are struggling. Alabama's athletic department genera- generated $174 million in the 2016 to 2017 school year, whereas the HBCU that generated the most money from athletics that year was Prairie View A&M, bought in less than $18 million. And um, in another article, a writer writes, but what if a group of elite athletes collectively made the choice to attend HBCUs? Black athletes overall have never had as much power and influence as they do now, while the NCAA rules prevent them from making money off their own labor at the college level. They are essential to the massive amount of revenue generated by college football and basketball. This gives them leverage if they only if only they could be moved to use it. And it just it sheds light on so many things, and it's like the the common belief by these stellar athletes is that if I go to PWI or SEC school or a Big 12 school or Pac-10 or whatever they call it, I can get more recognition and mm-hmm. access to the NFL, mm-hmm. the next <clears throat> level, the professional level of football. But when in reality is if the vast majority of these athletes who are being heavily recruited and sought after, if they just one year... 2020 uh, recruiting year, all of them said, no, we're going to HBCUs. And then all of the years they follow after, the money is going to follow the pro- whatever is being produced. Yeah. But the, the money, money will follow. Attention. But the money will follow now. We are, what I think we're fighting against in that situation is history within it. Right? Having mm-hmm. what's already in place and having to build it now. Mm-hmm. Right. So what, I, what I'm, so for example, um, you know, black schools were pumping out all of this, um, all of this talent before mm-hmm. we integrated schools. Exactly. Um, but once they integrated schools, and you know they started getting the black kids to go, what followed was the money to the white schools. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. money never came to the black schools. Right. And what I'm speaking on with that is not just you know the resources, but when television became big and stuff, those television contracts were with white schools. Mm-hmm. Them black schools wasn't on TV. Right. Like, one of the first... Um, one of the first and still kind of the only black um, game that's on national television is by Classic. Bayou Classic. Mm-hmm. And that's a shame. Even today, like, you can count on one hand, you, you might... You'll get the Celebration Bowl and that's new. You got Bayou Classic. Uh, yep, crickets. But here's, <laughs> but here's the thing. When you turn on football on Sundays and Mondays, who do you see playing? You see black folks playing. Mm-hmm. And the, here's the other thing, Avery. What do they use to base on whether or not a person goes to the NFL? Athletic ability. 
period. So if you go to this NFL combine and all of these black athletes you have at these HBCUs, they doing 15 billion times better than mm-hmm. all of these other black kids that mm-hmm. might be good in sports and they go to PWIs because mm-hmm. they couldn't get into the HBCU because that's where all of the good kids are going. Mm-hmm. Who's the NFL going to pick? Yeah. Well, see, here, here's the problem, though. Again, you're still fighting history, right? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day... The money and the resources are all at your white school. So mm-hmm. when they go on these recruiting trips and stuff and you see all this, like LSU's yeah. locker room. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, you, mm-hmm. if you put LSU and Southern side by side, right? I understand why, uh, especially a 17-year-old a a child is going to pick LSU right. every time. Right. Now, I don't support it, don't agree, yeah, now, yeah. but I understand right. what you're looking yeah, for. Yeah, definitely. Me, with me working with HBCUs, I definitely agree with what she's saying. But what I'm also saying is that when you're thinking of when you, thinking of a kid coming mm-hmm. out of a situation where mama nothing. working all of this mm-hmm. that that Facts. other and then when he thinks about which school is going to give me the best shot the best shot the best looks as much as he would love southern university mm-hmm. He might go to LSU. Some kid just picked Grandma over LSU and it was like I, news, news. We were, everybody was like, oh my God. It, it, but because, because it is. Because it doesn't now, happen that now, often. Now today, because HBCUs are getting you know, more looks Attention. and they, they And I did see that TV. the enrollment has been on the rise, especially right. since 45 ascended to the White right. House. Right, so you know, it's, it's, it's more plausible now, but before, I mean... You would get a, a NFL team would work out a kid that was on the bench at LSU mm-hmm. before they would work out a, a regular kid at Southern. Right. I mean, that's just that's just the makeup of it. It's kind of fucked up, but but I, I think what these articles are saying is not like it's not individualism. It's yeah, saying it it's saying collectively we if we all decided if we all say if all of that we go into if we HBCU, all say we going I think that's we the, can all go together and, and the then will follow ex- they will follow yeah. and people they have to come follow. to your game at the end of the day the NFL wants to win exactly and you want the best exactly. players to make that happen yeah, exactly. they come out of Grambling they come out of Southern they, they come don't out care of wherever but he, but here's the thing your Southerns and your Gramblings put their pro days around. Tech and ULM's Pro Day and LSU's Pro Day for the whole purpose of being able to get scouts from those schools to come here because, mm-hmm. hey, we're in the same area. Right. But I'm saying... And they can still do that. What we're saying also <laughs> is, like, back to what I was saying, like, if we all just said, F it, you know, right. they're gonna come regardless because they don't have a choice because nobody else is... We don't have like, anything else Because, yeah, when to you stand from. together, you can get some stuff done. Yeah. Like when kids at Michigan a few years ago and they was like, hey, all that racist shit y'all doing... That's not working for us. Right. Mm-hmm. So, it was Missouri? It wasn't Michigan? Okay. <laughs> Missouri. It was like the one of them M's up there. But when they were like, we're not doing this, y'all better figure something out. Mm-hmm. They immediately figured something out. Right. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. if you would like to win these games, mm-hmm. you're going to have to deal with what I'm, what I'm asking for. Mm-hmm. And so, I've always kind of, and it was, it's always the same thing. I feel the same way about them super purple and gold Confederate flags at LSU. Mm-hmm. If all you black people playing all these sports, winning all these games for them, would say, hey guys, we we're not like playing that. anymore exactly. as long as those flags are allowed to fly on this campus. Exactly. Imagine how quick them damn flags would be gone. They would exactly. definitely come down, but the mm-hmm. problem is how I wish it was a thing. 
everybody would have to get together and do it. So as a general rule, mm-hmm. do y'all think integration has helped us or hurt us? Oh, we know that that's hurt us. Because all of the money in our communities have has been drained, and like mm-hmm. what I was watching, um, Lorenz Tate's interview on the Breakfast Club. Oh yeah, it's like <clears throat> prior to integration and prior to um, mass and in- the mass industrialization of this country in general, we had boutique shops, we had little mom and pop places, and then mm-hmm. when you build super malls, everybody's like, oh. I want to go that. I can go to every store and Uh get all of these things in one place. And the same thing with integration. It's just like when um, we all integrated with one another, you don't have to go to, you know, the black place. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? Because you can go anywhere. You know what I'm saying? And if the white person has more resources to build something grander and Mm -hmm. more pretty and attractive, then... Like 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 PWIs. Mm-hmm. Those are pretty attractive and you know, glittery schools. We want to go there. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And our our communities, our schools, our kids, we suffer. The the kids that aren't exceptional and like freaking athletic gods, like you know, <laughs> they get the shit into the sick. You know what I'm saying? Nobody's coming to to see them. Nobody's recruiting them. So. It just sucks all around, but... No, it does. I mean, I I wish it was a situation mm-hmm. to where, you know, you would have your elites to... to Collectively. Come, to mm-hmm. collectively go to HBCUs, but the problem is, it's not just them, it's their family, too. Mm-hmm. I've seen... Yeah. I've seen kids pick a school, mama pissed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pissed off. Right. And I mean, and then it all, all it also goes down to... The way the kid, you know, was raised, like I said earlier, if if he feels like I'm going to have to take care of my family, Mm -hmm. I need to go to the school that I feel like I will be seen the most. And Mm -hmm. unfortunately, right now, right now, that's where they can get the most recognition. I mean, because in all honesty, right, we have some 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 schools, some HBCUs, we we will have them on, you know, on TV. However, we're on ESPN2, ESPN3, mm-hmm. ESPN Plus, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, every LSU game is on ABC, CBS, mm-hmm. NBC, you know, so... Yeah. The whole world can yeah. see. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that's the, that's the only thing. Like, it's... You... What we're trying to fix in that now, you're fighting years of history at that point, just like we are just being black folks. hmm but yeah, what Jamel was saying is ideal, but I do agree, Avery, like that that would have to be uh It'll have to be a collective a mass, thing. Like, a mass migration. Right. <laughs> no, like like all these national five star, four star athletes mm-hmm. would have to come together and be like, Hey, mm-hmm. we done. Miak, swag schools, what we doing? Mm-hmm. Where you going? Will we Yeah. How we gonna get that together? And I do think that that'll be a good idea because people pay for people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like it's not just football. Yeah. They they pay to see certain people. Yeah. And so if you could get those certain names at certain schools, Mm -hmm. that would be a beautiful thing. It's just being able to get it done. Mm -hmm. I think to answer your question, Shelly, if I think integration helped or hurt, I'm like on the fence. That's why. I'm on the fence. I see in some capacity, um, especially like economic, you know, wealth and things like that. I definitely think integration hurt us. Mm-hmm. I truly, truly, truly think. I think integration, I'll say this. If we had true integration to where 
even the resources equality. when right, mm-hmm. right integration mm-hmm. with true mm-hmm. equality like mm-hmm. y'all get a hundred thousand y'all get a hundred thousand yeah. y'all get this beautiful plush plot of land y'all get this beautiful mm-hmm. plush plot of land mm-hmm. y'all get this y'all get mm-hmm. if we had it true like that mm-hmm. yes i would be a hundred and ten percent down for integration like let's let's do it but the fact that when it was done and subsequently thereafter the resources the laws the rules everything has always been changed Mm -hmm. to benefit one over the other over the other it's the same thing that is my issue because the separate but equal if it was truly right. separate but equal, that would be it fine. Might have been fine. Yeah, mm-hmm. it could have been okay, to be right. perfectly honest. If it was yeah. truly separate but equal. But y'all never intended it to be equal. Mm-hmm. And so even with integration, the inequality still exists because all you've done is put either some white kids in the really black school and they you're not just gonna you're just not gonna fund it still. Mm-hmm. Or you have these few select black people that get to go to the white school because either they live They're in the smart. right place or they can afford it or whatever, and so they get this entirely different thing it's just uh. like the great prophet dr martin luther king said we integrated into a burning house mm. mm-hmm. yeah Basically. yeah literally he he was afraid that we would be integrating into a burning house which is why i said it was prophetic mm-hmm. because that's what happened mm-hmm. <laughs> and i just want to say this for our listeners because i when i read this i thought this was very like hmm good good note um and it's talking about the roles that um H- hbcus still play in mm-hmm. today and it says Despite only constituting 3% of all four-year colleges in the country, HBCUs have produced 80% of the black judges, 50% of the black lawyers, 50% of the black doctors, 40% of the black engineers, 40% of the black members of Congress, and 13% of the black CEOs in America today. They're super necessary. You know? Absolutely So it's like, we could, I mean... We could have did this without y'all. You know, we could have had our own HBCUs been fine if we had true equality. That's what right. I'm saying. Yeah, we could have... but see, and that's that's the losing battle that you're that you're having with with picking and choosing because, like, we how we talked about earlier, um, um, when these kids go on these on these visits, resources mm-hmm. you can see it. It's in your yeah. face. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it's in your and face, and it's an easy choice. Yeah. and not and not just resources from the athletics department. But resources and the degrees and what you can get, absolutely right. Because That's a big one. there are certain things that LSU does offer for you to get a bachelor's in that Southern just does not have. Yeah, and sometimes that makes a a, a, a changing decision too. If mm-hmm. I want, if if this young man wants to um, have a certain major in in engineering with a certain certification in something okay well maybe this hbcu has engineering but they don't have this other piece that you're looking for Mm -hmm. you know and so that plays a big part of it too but that all goes down to being able to equally give Mm -hmm. to both right because even when i was in school and when i was in school getting my bachelor's and the state cut funding to universities Tech didn't have that big of an issue as my school. There were certain there were certain degrees that the only people the people that was in it now were going to be the last people graduating with that degree. I remember mm-hmm. telling me that that gone. Mm-hmm. And so what happens when a kid comes in and they want to um, major in uh, French or what do we have like 
they want to major in like Arabic or something. Oh, well, you two years late. Right. We don't have that no more. You yeah. know, or yeah. hotel restaurant management or anything like that. There, there was a, there were plenty of things that we no longer had because of budget cuts. Meanwhile, your bigger schools, mm -hmm. you know, they good. So, I mean, I, I feel like all of that goes into play when they have to choose somewhere to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it does. And, it's, does. and, and like you said, if, if it was an equal situation, then it'll be better. But, but even then, maybe it, maybe it wouldn't be that much better because I think you read something about PV making, getting the most money or something like that. The most, and it was $18 million. And the thing about it is PV is looked at as like... Um, when it comes to resources and stuff like a golden school because actually PV is under I think Texas A&M mm -hmm. like you know how they have like the systems mm -hmm. it's actually a part of I think Texas A&M school system which means that they get some of Texas A&M money which oh, means okay. that they get they okay. get a good lump sum that most black schools just don't get mm -hmm. and that's why their facilities are as shiny and new as they are, stadium nice, you know, all of this stuff is nice. They are able to um, give more options when it comes to degrees and stuff like that because they're a part of a system that gives them money and not just this waiting on the state to mm -hmm. give money or, you know, a, an alumni to write a big check or something like that. So, and even with that, PV only had $18 million compared to big triple numbers that other PWIs have. Let me look that up and make sure I'm right, though. I think it is with Texas A&M, though. Okay. Let me check. Um, PV is a member of the Texas A&M University Systems and the Thurgood Marshall College Fund, so... Well, we were in London with people from Thurgood Marshall Law School. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, with them being a part of the Texas A&M, uh, Texas A&M University system. Yeah, they have some opportunities and, and they benefits have a little bit that access other people to don't have. Yeah, yeah, they do. They do. So. So our last, um, kitchen table topic. This weekend in Baton Rouge, Mr. Melvin Watkins, uh, um, a man who was described as a car mechanic who was funny and loud with an upbeat personality was killed by an unnamed sheriff deputy. They still haven't named him. Unnamed? They still haven't named him. Mm, of course not. His name. On Saturday, um, the family of Melvin Watkins says that he was unarmed and trying to, to leave when, the, um, the, when he was killed. So just a little context of what happened. So um, they were having a birthday party for some relative of Mr. Watkins. It was 95, their person was turning 95 years old. They were having a party and they described Mr. Watkins as loud and upbeat. And so they actually decided not to invite him to this party because he has a tendency apparently to become a little loud and rowdy. And they just didn't want that vibe at the party. So mm -hmm. they didn't invite him. His wife was at the party and he was coming, I think to get some money from his wife um at the party and then he ended up staying for a plate and a drink you know just regular stuff oh i came so i'm just gonna hang out for a little while but he ended up getting into an altercation with another relative and some kind of way a screwdriver was stabbed into like a door or something like that mm -hmm. um and so it was during this altercation with this other family member that the sheriff's office was called mm -hmm. 
But before, in the time period between making the call and the deputy actually arriving, the family members were able to talk Mr. Watkins down and to get him to calm down and to get in his car to leave. Um, as he's in his car to leave, the deputy pulls up, parks in the middle of the street, blocking Mr. Watkins from leaving, which, to be clear, is all the family wanted. They just wanted him to leave. So he, that, was, that's it. he was in the process. He of was doing in the process what, of doing what they, what they wanted. Do. The entire reason the deputy was called was for him to leave. That's what he was doing or getting ready to do. Um, there's a video of what happened when the deputy arrived. You can't see. For, it's a video from Friday about the family because the sheriff's office, they're not. I'll get to them. There's a video provided by the family that um, you can't see the actual shooting taking place. You can see reactions. Um, the deputy comes and asks them where he is. They point in the direction of where Mr. Watkins is. And 10 seconds later, you see the family react in this shocked mm -hmm. way. Running away from it. They said that within seconds of walking, of approaching the car where Mr. Watkins was, the deputy pulled his gun shot twice and then of course the car was in drive he was literally leaving mm -hmm. uh, after he was shot the first two times um the car continued to or started to move which to my to my just logical brain means that you shot him and his foot slid off the brake mm -hmm. that's what that means to me but the deputy proceeded to shoot him five more times through the passenger side window um after the car started moving he ended up hitting mailboxes the car flipped over mm -hmm. um and Mr. Watkins, after the autopsy, was uh, determined to be killed by homicide. Um, it was the, the shooting. That's what killed him. Um, the sheriff's office ain't saying much. They didn't say much all weekend. I watched the story all weekend waiting for something to happen, something to be said. For the longest, they were talking about how nice the neighborhood was. That yes. just happened. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah. For the longest, the they were that? talking about the decorations at the party. Mm -hmm. No names were released for the longest. We just got like, Mr. Watkins' Oh, these like are yesterday. black people. They yeah. can decorate. Yeah. It, yeah. It, but somebody yeah. They weren't even talking about nothing. They didn't the, the police office, the, the sheriff's office, still has not said whether he was armed or unarmed. This is all accounts from the family. The family says he was unarmed, had no gun, and was proceeding to leave, which was all they wanted to do. Now. Mrs. Watkins was there. She said, I'm going to have to live with this for the rest of my life. She saw her husband get murdered in front of her face. In front of her family. In front of her face and her family. Yeah. Mm. At a party. So the state police is investigating because it's the sheriff's office. So the spokesperson for the state police, Trooper Taylor Scrantz, said that um, the investigation into the East Baton Rouge Parish Sheriff's Office deputy-involved shooting remains active and ongoing. Uh, Louisiana State Police detectives are in the process of interviewing witnesses, analyzing evidence, and examining all aspects of the in incidents. He went on to say that no further information will be released to protect the integrity of the investigation. Y'all feel secure? No. Yeah, no. I but didn't know. I read somewhere that it's like, like when the officer showed up within ten seconds of him showing yeah, up, he, he started pulled and shooting. Dropped. Yeah. What situation can you he didn't ask what accurately, happens. thoroughly assess? The well, said he didn't ask what happened. He didn't ask your was in his damn they called car. This, he called the even in the um the the the, the statement from Taylor Scranton, they called this man a suspect. Suspect of what? He was never accused of committing any crime. They just wanted him to leave. Now here here's my here's my issue with it, right? Knowing how cops deal with us in these types of situations, why, why did you call the goddamn police? I don't know. Y'all know they come with guns strong. You know, know they this. do. Y'all know this. 
You know they do. You know how they treat us when when when, yeah, when I, the I, cult that, that was my like thing. That. I was like, yeah, no, my mom. I feel like that's a different level of no, guilt it, and remorse yeah, that the no. family is gonna yeah. deal with. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and well, that's neither here nor there. Exactly. You should. We need to be assessing that officer. What situation are you assessing in ten seconds? Did you watch? Did you watch the video from the house? You can. You can. He literally, like, literally within about. 10 no more than 15 seconds you see him pull up mm-hmm. get out ask him where he is you see them point you see him go out of the screen and you see the two ladies run back yep yep literally like in about 10 no more than 15 seconds so i'm with you with that like what were you able to assess at this point and mm-hmm. with him being in his car yeah leaving yeah. what they leaving. wanted what they wanted him to do and even with that like what I'm going to need cops to do at this point, too, is, you know, instead of getting out, like, where is he? Where is he? Because that's the tone I read it in. Because oh, I did, too. I mean, judging from what he did, that clearly yeah, probably yeah. was where the is he? Where too. is he? Instead of saying, what happened? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So explain to me what's going on. Why what's was I called? Yeah. Anytime I've engaged with the cops, like, not me personally, but seeing and cops engage because I'm from Patterson like everybody knows each other we <laughs> we ain't pulling no guns out on clothes right. like the cops probably cousin or something <laughs> they be like yeah so what happened like you know what's Which going on I mean, that's what, like, that's what normal happen. shit like you can't <laughs> walk in a situation and understand what's going Ready on to without, kill somebody. without knowing like, what, what the, the hell, hell is going on right, Ooh, right. so just... now I'm trying to figure out <laughs> Who, period. When, like, seriously. Um, but when the person made the call to the police, like, was it a frantic tone? Yeah, like, like I want to hear the 911 call. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I haven't heard it, obviously. I haven't heard I it. Haven't, I don't yeah. know. Nobody but clearly, it, maybe it was, but you, yeah, but the time period that elapsed before yeah, you got there was enough time yeah. for them to calm him down to get him in that car. And he right. was in it. When he got there, he was in the because car. He, he was in, leaving. Right, he was in the car. So when they pointed to the car and saw he was in the car, I feel like as a police officer, all I need to do is like tap on the window and be like, like, you good? You, you straight? Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And then let you go about your business. Mm-hmm. Now, had he came out the car and, and this man still rolling around right. with screwdriving his hand. And right. that's, and, it, and it's like, even if it was that situation, even if he was still aggressive, rowdy, try to, no cop is still not about to shoot, shoot you and you. kill you. He for, should for doing not. That. He should not. Yeah, I'm saying like <laughs> a sane, normal cop, like yeah. cops that, you see cops, what do people go to jail for? Mm. Resistance arrest. No, I'm saying, what do people go to jail for? We put people in jail because they act in a fool, they got a gun, they got a uh, knife. We don't kill people at the scene for that. We said right. that's what prison is for. Right. Supposed right. To right. That is what the jails are for. They're getting there and like judge, jury, conviction, dead. Mm-hmm. Like sentencing. Right like, here. Our people ain't even making it to the arrest. Right? No, not even. <laughs> what the hell? It's just like. If if we can if we can justifiably say a cop oh you can go to somebody's house and kill him because somebody called the police how much you, what the hell do we need a jail you, for what do we need prisons for what how much judges you, for what right. do we need anything for what y'all, for what for what y'all reason? doing everything on the scene we don't need any of the rest of these institutions not for for no reason and um, every time is justifiable yeah. we can get rid of but all look, this other shit how much all you gonna it. bet he gonna, he gonna sit there and say he he's gonna use the car as a yep. weapon yep I already know so he was trying to hit me I was in of my life. That's after you mm-hmm. shot him twice in the head, sir. And the family <laughs> members say that it appeared that he lost consciousness after the first two shots. 
So it's what we think probably happened. He was you in shot the me. I dying. passed out or I died, depending on where you shot him at. Because mm-hmm. they were shot in the chest. So depending on what you hit with those first two, he was already gone, but he was definitely unconscious. Right. But right. Off the break. Right. The car is moving. I'm in drive. The, the yeah. That's thing, how cars work. Yeah. The first <laughs> thing I thought about what I pictured in my head was uh, what was his name? Castro when he shot him and his body went limp. Oh yeah, and that's what I'm thinking about. Castile, Castile, oh, Philando. Um, when you shot him and his girlfriend watched mm. him die. Oh, child, mm, like this yeah. And she was strong enough to record the yeah, rest of the video. Yeah, y'all, that recorded. was a rough one. But the yeah. the. That- when and the baby. When I heard about when I read that, that took me out. Yeah, I think that was the, the last the, one the I watched. Baby. I watched that but, one, and then a, a subsequent Austin Sterling one came out that I watched. But it, mm-hmm. those, yeah, those two right mm-hmm. there. That was it. Right. But, that was but because mm-hmm. because we have actually seen death yeah. on video. When I read about the two shots and how the car started moving, the first thing I thought he was in the process of dying. But y'all mm-hmm. already know what he gonna say. We could write the statement for him. Yeah, we could. We know exactly what But he's nothing say. warranted the first two shots. They don't that care. don't matter. Mm-mm. They don't care. They don't give a damn. That don't matter. They don't give a damn you, and nothing's going to happen. But you have to have a legitimate, like, well, let me not even say that. Supposed apparently, to. And, right, right. Supposed, You're supposed I was about, to. I was about to say, what's the definition <laughs> right, of legitimate? Right, right. Hold on. I was about to say. my life. And that's, that's it. That's but it. you couldn't have feared for your life in 10 in less than 10 seconds of you to, even arriving, though. The thing is, they don't have to fear for their lives. All they have to do is say, say it. it. Yeah. Let them tell that they, they, they are in fear for their lives constantly. Whatever you do. Well, then you need to get a new job, Ben said bro. that. Point ben said that. If you that damn scary, get a new one. Yeah, find this, ain't, job. this is not the place for Cause, you. Because unlike the fact that I'm born being black, you don't have to be a cop. No, mm. you sure don't. There are mm. other And if you're not strong enough, brave enough, whatever enough to hack it, here's get a new job. Or the right even mindset. Just like, yeah, okay, I need to be cool when I come in these situations. Mm-hmm. I need to maintain control. Like, you know, control in a respectful manner. Like, you don't need to be coming up, rolling up, disrespecting people, calling them out their names and all this and other you kind know, of stuff. Pulling guns as soon as you arrive on the scene. You're supposed to de-escalate the situation. You showing up pulling guns drawn, that is not de-escalating. This man didn't even have a damn situation. gun, but you're pulling here, guns. Because here's the thing. Terrorists get arrested arrested oh, mm-hmm. bank especially, robbers especially get arrested yeah. domestic abusers who are in the act of abusing get, get arrested murderers child rapists get, get arrested. arrested all of these people get arrested somebody who got into a scuffle with a family member was killed yeah not arrested and he wasn't even in the scuffle anymore right. he was in the process of somebody was going to his damn house or wherever he was going and couldn't leave because you blocked him in you and killed him. He couldn't even leave. Girl. And it's like you don't want to tell black people to not call the police because you should be able to call the police because we you're ain't paying, calling them. You're I paying their damn salaries too. You should be able to call them. But, but in reality, mm-hmm. we already know the energy they're coming with. And that's not know. safe. When I first heard this, me and my mama were talking about it. She said, well, why they call the police, girl? I don't Thank know. You. Cause I I'm going to have to call the police yeah. if I can reach a, a phone. If yeah, the gun to my head. That's the know. only situation. Yeah, it's going to have to be something horrible for me yeah. to call the police because y'all coming in guns blazing. If it's not something that I think my, is if, warranted, if I don't fear for my life, getting killed, right. I'm not I'm calling not, y'all. If I don't fear for my life, I'm not calling you to fear for yours. Yes. Yeah. I'm not. Uh, who? And depending on where we are, you might think I'm the damn aggressor. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, I can't do this with y'all. I mean, and that's, and that's, and this has happened more than once that the, the police was called to de-escalate something and they killed somebody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Y'all, real life story. This just happened last week. I had a hearing, a CNA hearing, and basically the CNA 
she was losing her license. You know, that, that was why we were there. That's why we were there. She, um, her charges were abuse of her patient, you know, of her patient. And um, he, her patient is a very difficult patient. He is very um, challenged. And I mean, this is noted. Like, this is not his, the patient's first incident with a, a CNA or, you know, a nurse aide or, or any type of help. So we understand his rap sheet. Long story short, he wanted to go outside. He wanted to do some other things. She pulled him back in the house because where he lives is not a safe neighborhood in Baton Rouge. And the lady was worried. This is an old, probably 62, 65-year-old lady. She's just doing this just to have a little side money, okay? So the witnesses go on the stand, and one of the witnesses works for the state. And they were just saying, like, well, you know, you should have, you know, did some alternative um methods. You shouldn't have yanked on him to pull him in the house. And she was like, well, what should I have done? And he said, you know, we like to use redirecting. So you could have redirected to something he likes. Then the witness goes on to say, oh, or, or you could have called the police. This lady's response, the CNA's response is like, and have him become another Alton Sterling? I don't think so. She was like, this is a young black boy in a black neighborhood. And we live in Baton Rouge. And he's already challenged. So do you think those white officers are going to understand what's going on? Y'all, I'm sitting in the courtroom. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, she's right. I it's can't right. even argue. It's so like, she's she, she, she right. She's mm-hmm. so right. You can't call the people that you're supposed to be able to call to help because, because you know that they're more likely to hurt. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And she don't, she ain't trying to have a little baby die. You know what I mean? Right. This is a 17 year old boy who mm-hmm. just had some problems. Right. Yeah. You know? And so when she said well, we've that, seen and them she shoot a few people like that. Y'all, when I say, it's like I was like, I've been there like, oh, she right now. I don't, I don't even know what to say because that's an amen right there. Mm-hmm. That's a real life story. And like the whole court, everybody was quiet. Cause it was like it was real. Fa- it was it was, it was facts. Real spit. Yeah. yeah, it is what it is. It's So it's it's you don't want to tell you know don't call the police if you are really in a situation or you're scared or you're threatened or whatever. But it's just like in the world that we live in, I think we can't. Trust I think it. most black people probably think twice about calling the police. Absolutely, 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 absolutely. And except for crazy baby mamas <laughs> or oh, crazy yeah, baby no, daddies. No, 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 they do that. <laughs> they be he right. won't get me my son. <laughs> Excuse me, <laughs> but in some some kind of way, they always end up with the nice ass cops who be like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> <laughs> I love mm-hmm. to see nice ass cops, but yeah, there are rotten apples out there, and that's why people are afraid to call them. Mm-hmm. And this keep... is it, this is prime example, right? Mm-hmm. But I think what Killer Mike said in the summit talking about we need to be attacking getting that money from their pensions, mm-hmm. but. Mm-hmm. I'm what we gotta do to make that you know happen because that'll change a few minds. Yeah, y'all, 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 I bet you he would have thought he would have waited. Figure out how to stop killing black people was gonna affect your money. Absolutely. He would have waited 45 seconds before he did something. I bet you that is not There's no punishment, so y'all have no incentive. And I mean, and if money is to be paid, it's coming from the city, it's not coming from that. Right. No, you have no incentive to stop. Once they tell you that it was justified, you should go about your crazy ass life. Absolutely. You just move on like nothing happened. Like you mm-hmm. didn't murder somebody. Mm-hmm. Like you didn't take a blame salimony. Like you didn't murder somebody. Right. 
So we will keep y'all updated Mm -hmm. as this progresses. Um, Keep the the Baton Rouge community uplifted, child. Please, because the last time something happened like this, we went into complete chaos. It was it was crazy and scary for a little while. It hasn't the the response hasn't been. Um, it, was it hasn't, yeah, it hasn't been similar to the Alton Sterling response. I think the community is jaded. Like we're mm-hmm. jaded, we're tired. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely exhausted. We don't Sensitized. expect y'all to actually yeah. do anything. Um, like we already sat here and told y'all what he gonna say and what they're gonna say. And we don't expect y'all justify. to do anything. We don't expect anything to happen from this. We just um, letting y'all know that the shit goes still going on and it ain't gonna stop. Yeah, and when I I pray. It's, this is why we need to vote. Like, we just need to get these mm. folks, just clean them out. Like, right now, I'm channeling my, killing my, burn all the houses. Burn everything. <laughs> burn everything. Burn all the Baton houses. Baton Rouge has felt like a powder keg for a few years. Mm. And, um, I don't know. Pray for my city, y'all. Anyway, um, our black national treasure. Oh, yes. Don't want y'all to think we hate all the cops, because we don't. No, we don't. No, we don't. Our black national treasure is Officer Dornell Cousset. He's a 13-year veteran of the Tuscaloosa Police Department. Um, he was attempted to arrest a suspect uh, who was wanted on felony warrants, and they exchanged gunfire, and ultimately, Officer Cousset was killed. Um, we don't want anybody dying, y'all. Right, no, right. not at all. He had two kids and a fiancé that are he's left behind. This is awful. Mm-hmm. When I first heard this, this, this is awful. I mean, I understand why cops are on edge when they come. You know what I mean? Well, let me not. Well, mm. I understand why they come. um, The job's hard. Right. Prepare. Yeah, Yeah, the job's hard and it's dangerous. And we get that. Right. Mm -hmm. And no one's ever discounting the difficulty or the danger Mm -hmm. of the job. That's, That's not the argument anybody is making. Right. The argument we're all making is that we shouldn't be killed because your job is difficult. Right. right. That's it. Right. The, you the profession to, you chose. Yeah. You chose You chose this. that profession and you knew what came with it. And if you didn't think that you had the, 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 the mental space to deal with the complications that come with the job, right. don't choose that occupation. Right. Find back, something else. Back to Officer Cousset. Um, he is described as a great officer. Um, everyone loved him. Um... They said, in our community, our heroes wear the police uniform of the Tuscaloosa Police Department. And tonight, one of our heroes has died in the line of duty, protecting our city. Um, Officer Cousset laid down his life in service to the people of Tuscaloosa. That was the the governor's statement. Um, She went on to say, we cannot take for granted the tremendous sacrifices of our men and women in law law enforcement make each day in order to keep us safe. Because because of Officer Cousset's brave call to action, the felon he he pursued now remains in custody. Good. Um, Our deepest prayers remain with Officer Cousset's two children and his fiance, the Tuscaloosa Police Department and the city of Tuscaloosa, and all our brave men and women who put their lives on the line to ensure protection of our communities. Um... Oh, gosh. He was a fourth uh, police officer, law enforcement officer in Alabama to die this year. Oh, really? Wow. Oh, dang. Um, And the flags in Alabama will be flown at half staff in honor of Officer Cousset. I just don't agree that anybody has the... The, the right, the privilege, the authority to take anybody's life. That's just, you know, I don't care if you wear the uniform, don't wear the uniform. I just I don't think you, 
that's not your call to make. No, it's not. Taking a life, right. that's such an irreversible thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm, you know, so. God be with his family, though, because yes. that's hard. Yes, keep it is his a hard family job. in your prayers. Yeah. Um, his fiance, his two kids, because I couldn't imagine. Right. Um, yeah. Keep his family in your prayers. Mm-hmm. So our closing statement for the night. Um, I have a quote from Angela Davis. Okay. I think the importance of doing activist work is precisely because it allows you to give back and to consider yourself not as a single individual who may have achieved whatever, but to be a part of an ongoing historical movement. Come on. Let's do that. Right. Come on, right. ongoing historical mm-hmm. movement. Well, we thank y'all for listening. Thank you, guys. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Thank Mm -hmm. y'all for engaging with us online. Thank y'all for liking, Mm -hmm. listening, and subscribing, telling your friends, tagging people on the the Instagram, the Facebook. We appreciate all of that. Appreciate all um, y'all. Y'all still don't really talk to us, but we wish y'all would. So send us emails at mayweapproachpodcast at gmail.com. If you have questions, comments, whatever. We just want to hear from y'all. If you want to hear about something, if you want us to talk about, whatever, whatever. Just let us know. Give us some kitchen Mm -hmm. table topics yes yes we're, we're here for that anything y'all want to hear let us know um but we love y'all talk to y'all later deuces good night good night